Pulls up the three. Boom! Knocks it down. Curry from the corner at three. Puts it in. For overtime. Makes it. Garrett. Welcome to the MVP cast from me, Mark Woods. Thanks as always for joining us. If you want to keep up to date with all things basketball, head to mvp247.com or subscribe to us on our social media channels. Now, just two games left in the domestic season, both at London's O2 Arena on Sunday afternoon. A 16,500 crowd expected for the BBL and WBBL playoff finals live on Sky Sports on TV, free on their YouTube channels. The WBBL final featuring London Lions and Seven Oaks Suns. The men's Lions versus the treble chasing Leicester Riders in the BBL playoff final. So let's take a look at both those showpieces by hearing from those involved. First up, he's the BBL coach of the year. He's the winner of the league and the cup. Hasn't won the intergalactic title yet, but it can only be a matter of time. Now, after a fourth playoff title in five years, Leicester Riders coach Rob Paternoster, it's been a pretty good year already. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a fantastic season. Obviously, with the success we've had, you know, um, I think we're 39 and five overall this season. So that's been incredible. But I think just uh, working with this group has been special, you know, and I think we we knew that from day one, really. They just seemed like a real professional group and a group that was, uh, you know, blessed with a high IQ. When you have when you have that, uh, you, you know, you expect big things. And, and these guys uh, didn't let us down. Yeah, Gino Crandall was on the podcast last week and he, you know, he said the secret of this sausage was, you know, the chemistry is there. It's a hardworking group. We saw that depth on display against Glasgow last Monday in the semis when you, you, your kids came in late on and were terrific. Um, what's the one thing we don't see on display that you see behind the scenes? Oh, good question. Um, I just think the overall uh, collaboration that we have as a group. And obviously, you know, as the head coach, I, I'm going to make the ultimate decisions. But I think when we sit down and we break down videotape and we talk about the opponent, I think it's such a great collaboration with everyone. You know, everyone is encouraged um, if they see something to speak up. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a brilliant way to work, you know, to, to have all those intelligent people coming together uh, and working as one. I mean, as you said, just five losses, which is remarkable across all competitions. And there's always that thing when we get to this stage of the year and, you know, and, and players, some of them will fly home on Monday. Some of them you know, will have their tickets booked. You know, they want to see families and friends back, back in the States from your foreign contingent. What's the secret? You've done this again and again and again. But what's the secret of keeping that focus right to yeah, that think, very last game? Yeah, I think, you know, you got to, you know, do your, your homework in the recruiting to try to get the right people in. I think that's where it all starts. No question. But I think you, know, you got to make it a, an enjoyable place to be, an enjoyable place to work. And I think that, um, you know, over the years, uh, you know, when you talk to players that have been here i think they all have really enjoyed their time and they really enjoy coming to practice and you know i know as as a former player you know when you have a, a team that really doesn't look forward to coming every day for whatever reason that may be um it does get long it does get drawn out but i think um we try our best to, to keep it fresh and um, keep these guys wanting to come. And I think that, um, you know, when you watch us practice, we do get to work in, practice hard. But there is also a, a nice family environment there and, and a nice place to come every day that's, uh, that's enjoyable as well. And I think that, um, you know, these guys have really enjoyed this season. 
you won the league series with with Lions two to one, and you split the two games back in February. But there was a really big statement last month when you defeated them one hundred three sixty seven. It was a dominant game, but it was a beautiful performance aesthetically from the team. Is that a factor psychologically going into this weekend's game? I'm not so sure. I think you'd have to ask them that. I don't think it's really a factor for us. Look, we know that they are a talented team and, you know, probably the most difficult team we had to play this year in the league. We understand that they're, they're loaded with guys that can, that can hurt you in different ways. And I think, you know, when you play all the games they did and playing in Europe and, you know, how many games, how much travel, I think there's a point in the season where, you know, you get a little bit burnt out. And I think we caught them at that point when they were, uh, but, um, you know, we know that over the last few weeks or so, they certainly have got their mojo back and are certain, certainly look like the team that we played earlier in the season, a team that, you know, was, was difficult to defend and, and, and some games that we had with them, um, you know, that uh, were really close and we're expecting the same on Sunday. Are they hard to scout because of the way that they're up and down, even within the same same game or even same half? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so. And really, I think, you know, for us, we've played them so many times. You know, we played them twice in the cup semis. We played them twice in the cup group. Obviously, the three games in the league. So, uh, you know, they're a team that we know very well. And I'm sure they know us very well. But um, I think when you look at teams like this that have had ups and downs throughout the year, you know, you got it's important to, to make sure that, you know, you stress to your group that, um, you know, what they've done when they were up and how tough they can be. Because, you know, when you get on the court in these final games in front of all those people in such a, a great atmosphere and spectacle, you got to expect that the team's going to give you their best. And we know that they're a team when they give their best, they're tough to play. What's it feel like for you on a game day like Sunday when You'll be walking out in front. I mean, yeah, live TV. We're well used to that. Sixteen and a half thousand fans. It's happened a few times before, but it's this is this is big. This is not your average basketball game. Does does the adrenaline go rushing for you? Oh yeah, no question about it. I think that um, you know there will be times on Sunday where you know you, you look up and you say to yourself, "Hey, this is pretty special to be here." Um, appreciate it and I think that's the message too that you give to your team before the game appreciate this you know and for me even though we've been there a lot I mean I think this is maybe the fifth time we've been to the O2 um, uh, I think that you know you still have to look at it as you don't know when you're going to get the chance again and I think I always have that in any final that I'm in you know I get that feeling all the time you got to grab this opportunity with both hands. You got to appreciate it. And then you got to enjoy it. And, um, you know, I will enjoy it. You know, there are certain games throughout the season where, for whatever reason, it's not enjoyable. But, um, you know, this one will be. And, uh, yeah, uh, there will be a time in that game where I have a little bit of a smile on my face thinking about this is a cool place to be. Um, look beyond next weekend. Um, you know, I was speaking to your GM, your boss, Russell Levinston. Um, he says, you know, we're halfway there to get the budget for Europe next season. We'd really like to go back into Europe and have another crack at it. And we feel we'd know better because the knowledge we gained last time would be able to cope with it better. How big is that desire from you to have another shot at continental competition? Yeah, it's no question. I think, you know, for, for us last time, you know, we had some injuries and, um, you know, we just didn't, weren't able to get over the hump. I thought we 
you know, did pretty well at times, you know, speaking to the coaches we played against. Um, they were all very supportive. I enjoyed uh, competing against them. Uh, but for me, yeah, I, 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 want, I would love to have another chance, and I'd love to do it, you know, with the right group, um, with the right budget, and, you know, with everything in order. Uh, the one thing that you do know when you do play in European competition, and I was able to do that as a coach and a player, is that um, it's going to be tough coming back in the BBL. And I think that's uh, something that um, you've seen with London this year. And that's something that we've seen when we played in it is that not only is it challenging on the continent, obviously, but, um, you know, you got to be ready to go when you come back and you got to have the depth to deal with that. And, uh, you know, that's something that is a challenge. And we want to make sure that, you know, if we put our foot in that water, we're ready to deal with not only Europe, but to be able to continue to, you know, uh, be up at the top in the BBL. One thing I always remembered about your early successes in this league is your sort of assistant coach was eldest son, Lucas, and he was always there and he got to be part of this journey. Now you've got the two younger kids. Ava's probably old enough now, your, your, your daughter, to remember some of these. Is it going to be nice now to give them some memories of daddy lifting trophies? Oh yeah, yeah, that's uh, special. And I think you know, Lucas was uh, was one in a million. That guy. I mean, he was um, eleven uh, going on uh, twenty five um, with his maturity, and he was uh, wonderful for me to have him by my side. Those are some of the greatest memories of my life is being with my son Lucas throughout all those journeys. And now with Alessandro and Ava, and you'll see, you know, pretty much after every game, they're on the court. Um, they come out there and his real family affair with my wife, Sarah, as well. And I think that um, this is what it's all about. You know, it's all about family. And I think that uh, my family has been wonderful throughout this. My wife's been great. And to be able to, to, to have them out there in those environments, um, I feel lucky. And uh, it's special. And, yeah, there are so many times where I look back at, at all those memories and moments, photos and videos. And, um, yeah, you get emotional about it because um, – it's not just a basketball game. It's uh, it's our life, and, and, and this is what we've been doing for, for so long. Are you feeling lucky for Sunday? I feel good. I feel good. I mean, you know, we feel good about our team. I love these guys. Like, you know, I tell them that often, too. You know, I love working with them. Um, and I feel like, you know, we're a team that um, can deal with a lot. You know, no matter how the game is going, I think we've shown this year that we've been able to adjust. We've been able to adapt. And I think all great teams that win trophies, win finals, have to have that, you know. So I do feel confident going in. I feel comfortable. But I do also understand that it's a challenge, you know. We're playing a really talented team pretty much in, in their own backyard, you know. So it should be almost like a road game for us in some ways. Um, but I think it's a wonderful occasion for the BBL. I think these two teams, you know, with the firepower on both ends of the court, I think it could be a real special day. Looking forward to it. Good luck, Sunday. Thanks, Rob. Thank you. Let's turn our attention now to the WBBL playoff final and definitely a clash of the Titans. The best two teams in the country all season long going head-to-head one last time. Now, Lions, of course, as we know, going for some history. Already the winners of the league, the cup and the trophy, that terrific run to the second stage of the Euro Cup behind them as well this term big favorites what an opportunity it is for london this weekend the chance to go unbeaten domestically and that quadruple four peak whatever you want to call it kennedy leonard you have been the architect on the court 
of so much of this season's success. Um, but you've got three trophies. What's the level of motivation like to, to get this piece of history and get four? Yeah, I mean, I think it's exactly what we wanted to do this season. Obviously, we have the roster and the talent to do it. So just to be able to kind of finish it off with the cherry on top and get, um, you know, the finals win would be something that we've we've really all talked about since, you know, the ball tipped off in what in September for us. So, yeah, this is kind of the last one for us. And we've all been talking about it and wanting to get here. Now that we're here, we kind of just have to finish the job. Talent helps. And there's no question, as you said, that the Lions have the most talent in this league. But talented teams can lose games and talented teams can have nights where you switch off or it gets so easy and you get a little complacent. That's not been the case visibly with your group. What's the secret to that? Um, I think just accountability of it. Obviously, you know, we have Joe and, and Z, but more so Joe is just always, always, always on us to be you know, the best we can be regardless of who we're playing, if we're playing, you know, at, at the rec league or if we're playing in Euro Cup, whatever, regardless of what it is, to, con- to continue to have kind of a level that we don't stoop below. Um, and so I think that's really what's kind of changed. Obviously, like you said, talent doesn't necessarily win you games, but hard work and, and trying hard and learning how to gel with one another and learning how to play with a bunch of other talented people. And maybe you have to kind of put your own self down a little bit to help the team, but being able to do that all collectively, I think is what has really helped us. Did you have to have a reset after Europe? Because there's lots of teams who've seen a track record of this where you go and play in the bigger stage in the glamorous stage of European competition, then you come out, then it's back to those cold Friday night trips somewhere up north on a bus. Did you talk at all about resetting the goals on a domestic level after that continental, amazing continental adventure was finished? Um, yeah, I mean, I think obviously it's two completely different levels of basketball, isn't it? You know, you go from Euro Cup to WBBL and trying to keep that standard that you play in, in the Euro Cup every week is is really, really tough when you come back and play, you know, domestically in this league. And that's not saying that this league isn't good, but it's saying that the level clearly needs to rise up to be able to compete with, you know, the likes of those who are in Euro Cup. So for us, it's just kind of trying to show everybody that's in this league that this is the level that they need to reach to be able to compete, you know, in, in Europe and at these type of levels. And that's the level we, we one day want the whole league to, to be at. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen overnight. But if you can kind of get people to understand that it, it does take time, it takes talent, it takes money, yeah, it takes all of that, but it also takes people willing to, to kind of work for it. And, and somehow, you know, some way we've done that this year. And like you said, yeah, it is. It's a completely different world in, in, in Europe. And then you come back here and trying to keep that level and that balance and whatnot. But again, like I said, that starts with us in practice. And literally every day we go to practice and it's it's the hardest kind of game you're, you're going to have in, in the week. And that's not you know trying to be disrespectful to the other teams. It's just saying that our level every day has to be, you know, so high in, in, in order to, to show the others that this is what it takes to be at this level. What's that chemistry like, particularly amongst the guards? You know, you've got you've got Joe the veteran, you've got Shanice who's coming on in leaps and bounds, you know, Holly who's who's come back and made a big impact in, in this country. I mean, it, it must be incredibly intense in, in in practice and you know, in a sense probably earning minutes, although you wouldn't necessarily put it in those terms, I'm sure. But what's that dynamic like between the four of you and a few of the others that are there as well. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is, you know, in super intense, um, obviously just because we know that, you know, we are our own biggest competition. So to be able to compete against each other every day is something that, you know, people would love, love to have. And like, I know that I've heard a couple of times, Joe saying a few, you know, podcasts or interviews that people leave practice like pissed. 
they hate each other or whatever you're, you're leaving practice so mad that you lost the game or you lost the the drill in practice but I think that's also how it has to be and for us I think we all know that to be the best team that we can be we each have to be able to kind of give and take and and meet somewhere in the middle and so like you said everybody's kind of coming into their own and everybody does things themselves that maybe another player can't do but then we all do things you know together collectively that that help us to be you know the team that we are so I think with us it kind of just we know it starts with us we have to set that level um everybody brings in something different like I've said a few times everybody has to kind of take a little bit and then you know give give twice that back so I think for a lot of people it, it might look like all glitz and glamour from the outside but it has been hard work and it has been you know it, it wasn't like you just walk in and it just works I mean we if you compare us now to the team even we were in Euro Cup I think if we could go back and do Euro Cup again we would do a lot better so it's just learning things and learning players and learning people and, and getting to know each other outside of basketball that helps a ton seven oaks it's the matchup we all wanted it's the matchup we probably all expected at the beginning of the season i mean they, they ran you close in the league but the two games that you guys beat them decided the league you've gone back and forth a bit but you know you've come out on top how do you view this matchup because you know you know each other so well at this point there's no secrets here what do you guys look for this weekend to to make sure they don't steal one away at the end? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think it's just a clash of styles. We like to play up-tempo, you know, get in the passing lanes, run in transition, all that kind of stuff. And, and for us, Seven Oaks likes to slow it down and play their game that they've played methodically for, you know, however many years in the past, and it's it's clearly worked for them. But for us, we want to kind of speed it up and get them to play our game and it sounds cliche, but we really do tell ourselves like they're going to do what they're going to do. And we just need to focus on us and we need to, you know, walk the walk. Yeah, we talk a lot, but we also need to be able to walk that walk. So for us, I think just focusing on what we do and who we are each as players and, and making sure that we do our roles and, and we'll be fine. Like you said, we played them a few times and we have come out on top. But I think, you know, this is the one game that everybody's been waiting for, um, including all of us. And I think for us to get to this point, like we don't want to just let it go. We want to be able to, you know, break records, continue to do that and, and make history and if that means that we have to come out and, and play ridiculously hard and, and do that, then we'll do it. If it means that it, whatever it takes to get it done, that's what we're going to do. We saw that domination in the, in the trophy final. And that was a complete, a very complete performance. Do you feel that this is a group that when something's on the line, when there's a trophy sitting beside the court and it's a big stage and it's a big audience this weekend, that that does bring out the best in you all? Yeah, I think so. And I think that speaks a lot to just the kind of players that we have on our team. Obviously, tons of national team players, tons of players who've been in college and under the big lights in the NCAA tournaments, tons of players who have been in EuroCup, EuroLeague, you know, whatever it is. I think for us, we've all been, you know, ne not necessarily here before, but we have been to this level before. And so I think for us, when, you know, the lights come on, the cameras come on, all that comes on, we're ready to show people like, this is who we are and this is what we can bring and this is what we can offer. Um, and I think some of us were kind of, not disrespected, but we kind of felt a little eh about after the trophy game, you know, their coach was saying stuff about how, oh, I didn't realize that were the, they were that good. And actually a commentator was like, have you not watched them this season? And so for us, we were all like, okay, noted. And then from then on, we've kind of just been like, let's just continue to show people that we are this good and, and they can either accept it or not. You're going home on Monday, back to, to, to Colorado. Um, but we're expecting you to be back in, in July in Birmingham for the Commonwealth Games after helping Scotland to qualify for the, the 3x3 tournament there. Um, I mean, that must be exciting, particularly for your mum, who's you know, who's got the Scottish connections. Yeah, yeah, it's super exciting. Like you said, I head home on Monday, but I, I'm back in July. And 
I think that's just an opportunity again that I didn't expect to present itself and it did and you know here I am and yeah we earned our spot there and I don't think yeah we're happy to be there but I also don't want us to be happy to be there you know I want us to compete there and, and all that but I think at the same time like you said I have to remember the moment and, and cherish the time that you know the opportunity that I'm getting to play my mom and stuff like that um, her family that's from there and, and everything in between I think to be able to put you know Scotland across my chest is something that I've never envisioned but now that I've done it I'm like oh this is really fun and I want to continue to do it so I think you know for me it's something that's really special and I, I know for my family it's really special as well. How do you explain Commonwealth Games to all the folks back in Colorado though? <laughs> my friend actually asked me kind of to explain <laughs> it the other day and I said it's basically like the Olympics but just for Commonwealth countries and I don't even know if that's the right explanation but that's kind of what I've heard. So Reasonably, I, reasonably close. Yeah, yeah, so I tried to explain it like that and I mean anytime you kind of explain or, or you know like something you know to the likes of uh, the Olympics people are like whoa so I think you know I don't I don't really even know what to expect but for me that's exciting and I'm excited to see what it what it really is and what it's all about but then you have to explain to him but it's got this thing called netball it's kind of like basketball, <laughs> but it's slow and yeah, yeah we don't know that there people. that's for sure yeah <laughs> well first and foremost playoff final Sunday afternoon um good luck we'll see you there thank you and facing the London Lions in this Sunday's WBBL playoff finals is, of course, the Seven Oaks Suns. Their star, Kat Carr, joins me now. Um, how are you guys feeling about this one? Yeah, we feel good. We feel good. Um, we are, you know, it's always the goal at the end of the season to make it to the final. Um, so, you know, we're happy to be here. We, you know, faced the Essex, who was you know, ready, we started slow, and then we got faced Nottingham, which was a good um, game for us considering we lost to them last time we played them. So yeah, we're feeling good, you know, we had to come from behind against Essex and we had to hold our lead against Nottingham. So, you know, um, and now we're playing London for, I don't even know what it is, the fifth or sixth time. So, <laughs> you know, we are, yeah, I mean, we feel good. We're looking forward to it. We're excited, um, you know, the excitement never dies every year so we're you know we're looking forward to it for sure i mean you say fifth or sixth time but obviously they've won all those games this year and they've mm -hmm. been they're a phenomenal team but the games with you guys have been close where do you see that this time can be different in terms of getting one off them at the last um yeah i just think that uh the more you play teams the more difficult it gets you know um you know, they're familiar with us, we're familiar with them, we know their tendencies, they know ours, you know, they know what they want to do to disrupt us, and we know what we want to do to disrupt them. So I think each time you get better at it, and it's making adjustments throughout the game and figuring out, you know, what's really working and sticking to that. Um, like you said, I feel, I feel like each time we've played them, besides the trophy final, you know, they've been good games, and, you know, we've competed, we just haven't put together 40 minutes. Um, all together and I think that you know that's what uh we've been working on is you know consistency and discipline because you can't get away with not you know performing at your best for the entire game when you play them so I mean I think that's like I said I think that's what we're focusing on is just making sure that we stay disciplined and doing what we need to do and making sure we take care of the basketball is there no pressure on you guys because you know everyone expects them they're going for this incredible perfect season domestically I mean does that take a little bit the pressure off your shoulders yeah I mean there's nothing really for us to lose you know they are like you said they have 
they haven't lost the game. They've won everything else. So, you know, um, I'm sure there's a lot more pressure on them. I think that we've applied some pressure on ourselves just because we know how good we are as a, uh, we how good we are as a team. So, I mean, there's that, but it's also just being able to go in and play freely and just, you know, do what we're supposed to do and play at our best. So, yeah, I definitely don't think that there's as much pressure on us, um, obviously, as there is for them. It's going to be a big crowd. There's going to be you know, five figures at the O2 Arena. We've waited a while to get these kind of crowds back after COVID. Does that in itself bring an excitement about this game to, to have that atmosphere, to have that buzz around the place? Absolutely. I mean, every time that I've gone to the O2, it's been amazing. It's just an amazing experience being able to play. Um, you know, like you said, during the pandemic, we lost all that ability to have you know, fans and the energy that they bring and just being able to showcase the talent that is on these two teams, I think is, is, is amazing for, you know, the country as a whole. And just for us, it's nice to be back in front of people because, I mean, we do play for ourselves, but we know it's for entertainment as well. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It'll be the, the biggest crowd that we've had um, in quite some time. So, State of the Nation to the league. You've been around here for a while. Here we are, last game of the year. How are you viewing WBBL at this stage, May 2022, as a league? Yeah, um, I think that the league has, you know, um, grown in the sense of uh, we have more teams, we have uh, people are bringing in imports from all over. I think that there this year there was a big discrepancy between the bottom and the top, which um, for me personally doesn't look that great for um, comparing it to the other leagues outside of our outside of the UK. So I think that that's a little bit of the struggle I find within the league is that there's such a big discrepancy, right? So um, you know some of the blowout games that there's been, you know, winning by 50, 60, you know, the lit goes up might not be the best look for the league, but then I also feel like the teams that are quite strong in the league, um, you know, ourselves in London, obviously they got to play in the Euro Cup, which was amazing for them. Or um, So I think that those are pluses in itself. Um, but yeah, it would be nice to get the league to be a little bit more competitive within it um, so that there's not just strict powerhouses. Um, there can be upsets, there can be, you know, and I've always looked at the way the playoffs have been and thought that they're a little iffy that if you're below 500 or you're right at 500, you're making the playoffs. And, you know, just the one-off game to me is a little, you know, crazy too, considering you work all season to have this great record. And basically the only thing that you get out of the playoffs is a home court advantage for those first two games. Um, so, yeah, I think that those are some things that it would be nice to do like, it would be nice to do like a three game series with, you know, the better teams that are playing just to see like really great basketball, because I think basketball is about consistency. And maybe some people like the excitement of it just being you have to have a really good game one game. And if you're really off, then you're you're screwed, you know. But for me, I think especially within our league, because of that discrepancy, it would nice to it would be nice to have like little even the aggregate or like a little three game series between each, you know, like semifinal and all that stuff, because that is where the really good basketball is. Like, I'm sure people would love to see us in London have that little like three game series of back and forth. So yeah, to answer your question, I think it has grown and has, you know, in ways, but I also feel like there's ways that, you know, they could revamp and look at ways to make, you know, 
if there are going to be really strong standout, like bring that attention um, to the women's basketball. It's like there is really good teams and look at them playing, you know, more than, you know, um, these blowout games that have been within the league this year. Big game on Sunday for your teammate, Janice Monacana. It's announced this week that this is, this is it for her retiring mm-hmm. from basketball. Um, I mean, we've kind of sensed that maybe the love wasn't there over the last couple of years for her, but, you know, with all the talent and the incredible skills and great games she's had this season, are you, are you a little bit saddened that she's calling it quits so soon, so young? Um, no, I think Janice, you know, she needs to do what, what she needs to do, what's best for her. And I think basketball has been such a amazing part in her life. She went to the States, you know, she's met amazing, she has amazing people in her life, friends, um, that have turned teammates that have turned into friends, sisters, all that stuff. So I'm sure she's very appreciative of basketball, but, um, you know, basketball is only a small chapter of her life. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to her being able to, um, you know, explore this new chapter in her life and, you know, find something else that she's truly, truly passionate about. So, I mean, it is sad that, you know, she will be retiring, but I'm in the same breath. I'm super, super excited for her. And, you know, I want her to always do what's best for her. Talking of new chapters, October, big day, yourself and our, our good friend, Alex Awumi, tying the knot. That, I ask you this question every year, but is this your last game? I don't know. You know, I, I, you know, retirement has always been on my mind or moving into my new chapter, but um, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be the type like Janice to do any type of announcement or anything like that. <laughs> so maybe you'll see me, maybe you won't. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm super appreciative of the game and I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to soak in the moments of still being able to play a game that I love at 33. So yeah, I can't, I can't really answer that for you right now. Let's get the hashtag going. One more year. That's what we need. <laughs> like Sue Bird type call. Um, <laughs> let's hope it isn't, but we're going to enjoy Sunday. Uh, good luck. We'll see you then. Thank you Thanks so much. For joining us. Thank, thank you. And that WBBL playoff final. Lions against Suns 1.15pm on Sunday. Now, London Lions men still seeking their first silverware of this BBL season. Day to the surprise of many. We had big expectations for them. One last shot though against Leicester. And it's been a very interesting season of course in London. Vince McCauley started as head coach. James Veer in charge for the trophy final loss to Cheshire. But will it be third man? A charm, let me ask you, Nicola Laurie. Are you feeling lucky for this one? Um, I don't know that we're feeling lucky. Um, I think we feel like we're we're in a in a good place. We we finished off the regular season with three wins. Um, obviously, we we've we've had some challenges during the course of the playoffs, which I think have been good for us to be tested. Um, and you know, we're in the we're in the finals, and you know, we're fit and healthy, healthier than we have been for a while. So. I don't think luck is a word we'd use. I think we feel that, you know, we're, we're now in this game, we're where we wanted to be and, and we're, we're, preparing, we're, we're preparing accordingly. It's two months since you took over and you've put so much into this club over the years. What's it meant to you personally to, to take this role but now have that amazing opportunity to, to lead Lions into a major final? Um, you know, yeah, I'm thrilled. I mean... I, it's strange. I mean, everyone that's worked with me, um, whether it's, it's coaches, you know, or perhaps more importantly, players kind of knows how intense I am in terms of my preparation, my focus. So you know, really over the last seven or eight weeks, I haven't had much of a chance to kind of 
step back and, and consider how I'm feeling about it. Um, it's just been kind of like a necessity to step up and kind of guide the club and guide the players through this kind of last stage of the season. Give me a sense. It's playoff week. It's not your normal week. Give me a sense of the organisation that goes into a week like this. Uh, I mean, it, it's a, you know this this is the fun part, and I think all coaches would agree. This is a part where you you get some time to kind of plan out your chess match. Um, I mean, it's kind of been a crazy season. I, I know, I know, you know, for ourselves, I know Bristol Flyers had the same, you know, and it's generally been the same across the league. Like we've been playing, you know, games, you know, two three times a week. You know, and, and there's been that quick turnaround. So I think come playoff basketball, it's kind of gone back into that more traditional BBL setting where you get five, six, seven days to really kind of plan out and prep and kind of structure out your practices over the course of, you know, an extended couple of days, you know, to prep for the weekend. So that part of it's been really fun. I mean, anytime I speak to one of the Lions players, they always talk so highly about, you know, your engagement and your just positivity i guess behind the scenes and you know you've got this you've got quite a long stake in this equity in the club and yeah you've got there's this coaching staff around you as well with with ryan smith robert youngblood um but what's been the the kind of message and the emphasis to players to 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 peak one last time this season for with a piece of silverware on the line i don't think that the message has been that much different if i'm honest i mean when we started pre-season you know, of course, we're, we're looking immediately towards our European campaign. Um, but even back then, you know, the goal and the focus was to finish our season at the O2 Arena. You know, and, and, and so really, you know, it's not about one last push. This has been the push that we've been focus, focusing towards for like nine, ten months now. What's been, I mean, it, everyone's kind of looked at Lions. And, you know, there's been ups and downs. And we've even seen the playoffs. We've seen great halves and off halves. You've seen almost every game, or possibly every game. What, have you been able to put your finger on that? Why this has been a, a team that's gone you know, red and green, hot and cold, been amazing to watch at times, but other times fallen off the pace? I mean, look, you know, really kind of, you know, looking back isn't where our focus is right now. You know, our focus is, you know, on the O2 Arena at the weekend. Um, you know, like all teams, you know, we have our challenges during the course of the year, you know, and, you know, we're not making excuses, but, you know, one of those key things has been health. I mean, if you look at this calendar year alone, you know, we had, we had Isaiah Reese out, you know, he missed that trophy finals, you know, taking absolutely nothing away from a really well coached Cheshire Phoenix side. You know, he has the potential to make a difference in any game. Um, we've had Dirk Williams out of late as well. You know, he's a top scorer across the league. You know, so it's challenging to win games when you've got someone as impactful as Dirk out. You know, Josh Ward-Hibbert, you know, is such a versatile backcourt player. Um, you know, a nuisance defender. You know, Jordan Williams has kind of been in and out through injury and then kind of playing through a minutes restriction. You know, and even Will Neighbour. You know, and let's not forget, Will Neighbour, you know, historically in the BBL has been a match-up nightmare. You know, he's a guy that, yes, he plays at the four, you can see some minutes at the five. Now, and his ability to pick and pop and shoot the three ball at over 40%, you know, is a match-up dilemma. So, you know, really for us, kind of the, the biggest challenge has just been consistency and just getting guys back. And that's why we feel great this week. Now, we've, we've got our guys back, healthier than they've ever been. You know, and again for us, you know, we started this year wanting to get to the O2 Arena. So we very much feel like we're on track. You've got a chance at history. 
club history. It's the only trophy in the playoffs that, that Lions haven't yet captured. You know that Leicester's a great team. You know, it was a 2-1 season series win for the Riders. But then again, you guys took a game off them, which a, a lot of teams didn't have. Where do you think, without giving too many secrets away here, but where do you feel that this this game can be won for London on Sunday? I, Leicester are a tremendous team, you know, you know, on both sides of the ball, on offence and on defence. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's, there's, there's not really many weaknesses um, in the Leicester Riders side. And that, that's a credit to, you know, the quality in their playing staff and, and certainly to, to Coach Rob, how he has them set up and has them organised. I think for us, that you know, the focus is internally. You know, it's on us, you know, being the best we can be you know, as a unit on offence and on defence at the weekend. What's the emotions going to be like? 16,500 people, huge crowd, home turf. I'm sure you'll have plenty of people that you know there. What's it going to be like walking out into that arena bowl about, I don't know, 3, 3.15 on Sunday afternoon? Uh, I mean, I think people forget. I mean, you kind of mentioned it. Like, I, I've been with Lions for five years, you know. <laughs> Currently, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the longest serving, you know, um, assistant, you know, and obviously now interim head coach. I know we had Robert Youngblood that was with us for a couple of years. He went away and he's now back in his second consecutive season. But, no, I've been there before. You know, I've been there, you know, five years ago uh, when we were at the O2 Arena, now, ironically, again, against Leicester. So, you know, I've, I've had that experience before, um, and I think really, you know, these are pro basketball players. They're going to be locked in at the job at hand, you know, and if you don't want to play in these arenas, you know, you're in the wrong job. So I don't think it's going to be something that impacts us. It's tremendous to see you having this opportunity. Um, I hope Sunday goes well for you. Thanks very much for joining us, Nick. Thank you. Thank you very much. And there will, of course, be full coverage of both the WBBL and BBL playoff finals on MVP247.com on Sunday. Now, that is it from this edition of the MVP cast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your preferred provider, or you can ask your smart device to play us. You can tweet me if you wish at Mark Britball. As usual, we'll have plenty more interesting editions over the summer months. But thank you so much for listening right throughout this season. From me, Mark Woods, it's bye for now.